BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This show is brought to you by Miami Grill. For over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you big favorites from big cities, featuring authentic ingredients prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home, bring home Miami. Order online or in person. Pickup, drive through dine-in, and delivery available at all locations. If you're craving it, they're making it. Bringing Miami Grill home has never been easier. With locations all over South Florida, check MyMiamiGrill.com to find yours. That's MyMiamiGrill.com to find Miami Grill. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on a welcome to Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Chris Kaufman is here. Simon Clancy is not here because he's sleeping. Because it's the middle of the night in London. I so, envy him. Yeah, it's it's, it's too late. It, by to the way, it is on. not the middle of the night right here. But I no. still envy him. <laughs> yes. As you heard at the top of the show, PrizePix is one of our sponsors. They have a, a great promotion this week a 25 percent payout boost on mlb single stat entries of course go check out all of the over-unders for the rookies this coming season remember the promo code is 5-F-I-V-E you get 
a match bonus up to $100. And as always, the official beer of Five Reasons Sports Network and Three Yards Per Carry is Biscayne Bay Brewing. Get it at Publix, Instacart, Total Wine. Just get it. And of course, Manscaped, 5 RSN, 20% off. It's the best promotion we have. If you haven't used it, why not? Uh, you've used it, right, Chris? Of course. Game Everything, right? Even including the ball toner. Uh-huh. Like okay. the whole thing. Perfect. I was, I was wondering, uh, well, I might, might have to reload. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, you're supposed, replace, you're supposed to replace, replace the blades, I think, or like in short order, right? Yeah. Like uh, well, short order months. is a poor choice of words. But, <laughs> but yes, uh, supposedly every six months, if you have it, you know. Oh, you I thought it was more. I thought it was uh, more frequent than that. Okay. Well, if it's you know it's regular use, like every six months, you have to replace the <laughs> plates. You know. If you're if you're bushwhacking, then like. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know why we would have to tell people to replace those blades. Like they'll notice like the first time you get a nick. Oh, you know what I mean? Not, You're going to say, no, why did that happen? We don't go Yeah. There. Why did that happen? Well, now you know why it happened. Cause you have to replace those blades. All right. Five RSN 20% off. All right. Let's start with, with some news. Dolphins put in a claim for carry on Johnson. Okay. He ends up with the Eagles. Am I right, Chris? With the Eagles? The Eagles? Yeah, they got them. They got them away from Okay. Us. Is that an indictment of what they've done with the running back position this offseason, that they're trying to claim people like Kerryon Johnson? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think – I mean, if anything's going to be an indictment of it, it's just looking at the roster. Um, <laughs> you know, that's I – mean, we're all going to have different opinions on it. I know some people are, you know, now starting to like – be all about miles gaskin <clears throat> and they're starting to point out you know oh well if you track you know these weeks that he played he was he was gaining yards this way and that and he was you know one of the most dangerous backs out there and stuff and, uh, okay yeah all right <laughs> you know that's fine yeah. um i just you know they're they're clearly betting on him uh but i don't think that they wanted to bet on him so yeah and if you look at the the free agent list like wow like it's it's a who's who you know <laughs> like like take your pick what you mean the still free agents yeah todd Gurley oh, is man. out there Le'Veon bell todd is Gurley. out there yeah but todd Gurley sucks Le'Veon bell can't play anymore like these guys <laughs> much, that are right? out there they they can't play anymore like yeah. that's generally generally speaking I, I think you know i just found it interesting that during the draft when we're looking at it, um, you know, after they tried to trade, and we all, we all have said this several times, all of us believe and have been told that they tried to trade up to get um, either Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, depending on who's, who you're talking to. Yeah. Uh, after that failed to happen, they basically acted like running backs, not a need anymore um and i thought that that was really curious especially when they you know go ahead and take a tight end and um and so i i was floating around i was driving driving my twitter following nuts because mm -hmm. i started floating like mike gasicki 
trade, <laughs> you know, to people. He's in the last year's contract. You know, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that his style fits with where they're going with Tua and with uh, Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller. We'll see. Maybe it does. But um, you know, uh, so I kind of I kind of wonder about that. I kind of wonder about how the rest of the draft they just didn't acted like running back isn't even an issue. Um, you know, seventh round at the end of the seventh round, they take a guy. It's, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's, that really counts. Um, so, you know, we'll see how this, 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 uh, plays out, but, uh, it's, um, something else going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Something's gonna on, happen. on the Mike Gusecki front, like if you told me that he had, let's call it a mediocre season, 600 yards, you know, five touchdowns, you know, 50 catches or 60 catches or so, something like that. Mediocre for what we were expecting. We're expecting him to push 800 and possibly 10 touchdowns this year with mm-hmm. a full year of Tua Tungabalo. If he has a mediocre season and then you told me that they just said, hey, you know, thank you for the, the four years you were here, but see you later. I'd believe you 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, certainly a believable scenario. Um, we're not saying that that will happen and no, obviously. So what I'm looking forward to, uh, with the, the current wide receiver, maybe, maybe we should talk about this more, but I mean, what I'm looking forward to is just that we've got a lot of versatility because clearly, you know, with Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, you've got speed, you got speed to beat them deep. You got speed to beat them, uh, you know, horizontally. Um, but then you've still got those big tall trees over there that can that can go in the red zone because for a while that was a red zone package for us you know you're talking about Mike Gesicki, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker mm-hmm. and um and it was a pretty effective one I thought you know for stretches of the season and, and then the people got injured and it was it was started to struggle after that but um I thought that uh that was a pretty good looking uh, receiving unit for the red zone. And, um, and so you still have that. In addition to that, you have, you know, you have all that speed too, that, that you can put on, throw on the field between the twenties and, um, and really stretch, stretch the defense and get some drives going, going, but, uh, it's, it's very versatile. I look forward to, to seeing how it all plays out. Uh, and Mike Gesicki is part of that, you know, a big part of that because he's big threat in the red zone. So, um, so he can help this, us this year. It's just, you know, if we're sitting here trying to run RPOs and we can't do the R part of it because, you know, Miles Gaskin is just not quite cutting it or Savan Ahmed not cutting it or, um, or Gaskin gets hurt again. And then we're down to like, you know, Ahmed and, and Jared Dokes and, and that's not working. You know, if we're sitting there and we're unable to get, going again because of that then just just uh, somebody slap the people in miami for this is three years in a row um i mean come on really but anyway yeah and the theory goes and you know brian flores has talked about it uh he actually used the words that Jalen waddle would help would help the, the run game. And in theory, when you have people like Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller on your squad, it should open up the run game. You're, like, you're not going to get many big fronts. You know, so, yeah, of course. Like, in theory, it should help. But if your running back makes bad decisions, mm-hmm. can't break tackles, 
you know, you're not going to get the returns you would like out of your running game. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just found it really curious that they're out there pounding the pavement for carry on Johnson of all people mm-hmm. to add another running back to this group, which kind of suggests to me, like maybe they screwed up. Well, what's going to really the, the test is, um, is are we going to see consistency out of the running backs? Cause you know, as you say, they're, you know, we're going to be able to spread the defense out a little bit more. There's going to have to be some safety, some curious safety action with the, um, with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle playing off of one another. Um, you've got, you know, you got RPO action. So that, that can help the run. It's, I mean, it's supposed to RPO and zone read type stuff. You know, you're supposed to, it's supposed to help freeze people. Um, so, you know, it, it could help, but, but that doesn't mean it's going to be consistent. You know, it doesn't mean that it's going to, it's going to produce consistent, you know, play to play. You're going to get what you need out of this play. And consistency is what you need to, to keep drives going because, um, you know, what good is a drive if you're like, I'm successful on this, able to get my four yards here and then we're able to get a first down here and then I'm able to get, you know, my seven yards here and then, okay, oh, and then the run fails and then, you know, we incomplete the ball on third down and, and okay, we're punting now. You know, it, it, all it takes is like one run to go for like, zero yards and it um it can really throw you off uh off schedule um and so the consistency is is what what you you definitely want to see from the ground game and i have a hard time believing that we're going to get it with the talent in the backfield right now but we'll see yeah and we tend to agree and we and we we will have shows where we break down every position group and how they could possibly be used uh they are having a camp coming up soon but you know, we won't be talking about that because I don't even think it's open to the media. But one thing we will talk about is Brent Flores essentially calling the rebuild over, <laughs> which I found curious because usually coaches don't like to start the clock, but I guess he's starting the clock himself. I'm uh, surprised I he didn't to, call out a year ago. Yeah, I'm to be completely honest with you, uh, I made a tweet about it. It got a lot of likes. It was pretty popular on Twitter. And I agree with them. It's over. Like the rebuild is over now. The development is still ongoing, but this is the team. Like this is the team that uh-huh. this, the core of the hypothetical Super Bowl champion, next Miami Dolphin Super Bowl champion is here. Like this should be. Yeah, that's it. what he said. He that's said what he basically, said. Basically, if you look at the guys we drafted, we drafted in 2019, 2020, and this year. Like this is the core of the team. If we're, if we're going to the Super Bowl, this is basically the core of that Super Bowl team. Or if if we fail, then you know these are the. It's because these guys didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, excited. Agree with him first of all, or no? Well, I haven't said it on the draft podcast. You know the post draft. Um, you know one of the reasons that I'm okay with with how they handled the draft is because. This was all about today. This was all about this year, the draft that they had. And I'm so friggin' tired of waiting and being, um, you know, borderline uh, irrelevant for the last 20 years that, um, that, yes, I want this to be all about today. And, <laughs> you know, I want this to, I, I want this, this better be a year where you compete for that. This better be a year where you get a playoff win for the first time since the Clinton administration. Um, you know, which is sad. So, yeah, isn't it? 
it's extremely yeah the, the bill clinton was in office the last time that they won a playoff game it's it, it is sad. true fact true fact <laughs> all right we're moving on to the schedule i know that that's why you guys are listening to us you know and we're not going to do that uh that mike and the mad dog thing uh you know this is a win this is a loss and this what? is a win <laughs> we're not gonna do that stuff i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> You don't know what I'm talking about? Mike and the Mad nope. Dog, every single year, used to get the Jets schedule and the Giants schedule. Mm-hmm. And they used to have their, their schedule show. And they would try to predict the, 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 the team's records by going, this is the win, this is the loss, and you know, with their New York accents. Mm-hmm. And they would end up, okay, 10 and 6. <laughs> and they would try to hold the team to that record for, you know, until they either achieved 10 and 6 or they didn't. They used they, to be like uh, thing. Did they say ten and six basically every year? Uh, I believe so. The, well, okay. you know, my, uh, Mike uh, Mike Francesa was a huge Parcells fan. So when Parcells was with the Giants, forget it. And when then when he went to the Jets, even you know, forget that too. You know, like he couldn't uh-huh. do no wrong. But schedule is here, and no Sunday night football game. And I guess that makes it what twelve years in a row now without a Sunday night football game. Like if people only saw Sunday night football, they don't know that we exist. But they gave us two primetime games, and I guess let's start there. Like that's what did they give us? They gave us Thursday night football, November eleventh at home. That's a good thing against the Ravens. Like that's favorite. It better be. It better be at home against the Ravens because <laughs> that can be tough. They're so tough. They're always so tough every time. Yes. I was watching some tape on uh, Matt Skura, okay, our new center, and some of it is favorable. And, and I decided to look at a game where the Ravens played at Indianapolis last year because I wanted to see them against a, a quick defense. I wanted to see if Matt Skura looked like a clown trying to hit people that were mobile. And, yeah, sure enough, at, at a couple moments in time, you could see him reaching the second level and like uh, and falling down because he couldn't find anybody to hit. Yeah, you know, but, I forgive that though a lot a lot more than yeah. more than some people do. You, you know why? Because you you really have to just look at it, like look at him when you see an offensive lineman get out into that level, right? Um, you have to kind of look at them like you know, kind of imagine them as like planetary bodies, you know, floating around <laughs> in space, and and yes. see what you know, see how the see how the defenders have to move you know, around them. It's not so much, it's not even like, yeah, you'd love it if he just like connect and plowed the guy over. But, um, but you have to, you have to see what they're displacing. Um, and that, because that's their role, that's what they're doing out there. They have to, they have to displace people um, because they, you know, they go around them. If they, you know, if they got a big wingspan, they're a big dude, they, you know, especially if they're, they're quick and they can get out there fast then um then yeah they can they're gonna they're gonna displace a lot of uh, a lot of defenders that otherwise might have had a different angle to the ball and um and i think that that's that's how you have to view it you kind of have to when you're when you're watching it it yeah it'd be nice like i said if if he just pancakes the guy every time but but really it's a different function what you're looking for and so it's it's not always the greatest sin the guy is like you know uh this guy out quicked him it's like well yeah, he outquicked him, but he also had to go five steps around to try to get to the ball. But, yeah, I was watching that game, and the it was the consummate Baltimore Ravens game. Like, you know, the game starts, the game ends, and, and you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, what did I just see? Did they win 10-7? Did they win 10-9, 12, 
10, what happened? You look at the scoreboard and it's 21 to 10. And you don't know how you got there. But all you know is that the game started and the game ended. Like nobody knows how to, nobody breathes better inside of an NFL football game than the Baltimore Ravens. They just run out the clock from the opening gun. And it's just that running game. It's that running game that's relentless. And it didn't kinda, really run that for a ton of yards. That kind of sounds like what, I was, what we were saying the other day about like Jason Tatum's games for the Celtics. Yes. Like, like he's, you know, it's just, no, ho hum. And then you look at the scoreboard and he's like, yeah, 33. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember a single one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game, that game, I watched it and I was like, I came away really unimpressed because there was nothing, you know, flashy. There were there was no 20 yard runs. It was mostly mm-hmm. a bunch of four yard runs and five yard Lamar Jackson scrambles. And then, you know, on 31, they got two yards and on 33, they got four yards. <laughs> it was one of those things. And at the end of the game, you're like, wow, that wasn't fun to watch at all. But the scoreboard says 21 to 10 and the Colts who had a pretty... I wouldn't call it high powered, but above, well above average offense were completely stymied. And they were essentially useless for that, for that entire game as the score was 21 to 10. So Ravens getting them at home on a Thursday night is huge because you don't want to go to Baltimore. That's a house, house of horrors for the Dolphins. Other oh, no. primetime game is December 27th against the Saints. And before you start to dread Ooh. that game, no, Drew Brees. The Drew Brees yes, he retired. Jameis Winston is their quarterback. Is he? Is or is it Taysom Hill? I, I don't. If it's Taysom Hill, I, I'm calling it. We're winning that game. It's Jason. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be Jameis Winston, right? Like, there's uh, no way, right? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you right now because the fear they, is how that much they are they figuring out Taysom? by then, right? They're paying Taysom Hill quite a lot, aren't they? Yeah, like twenty million dollars for this season or something. Yeah, that's quarterback money, dude. <laughs> Uh, wow i don't wow know. is right the, that's well that's gonna be a nice boost morale boost for us uh because you know holy shit <laughs> yeah the fear is that they have an entire year to figure it out the other thing could be like who knows they could be horrific by then and champagne could just be saying you know what let's go get our quarterback let's just end this season <laughs> oh it could be yeah you know what I mean? Like that's something that could be that could be the the case December twenty seventh. We got right, what's what's our what's our what's our cutesy clever um, you know term for for Spencer for Spencer Rattler like you know uh, for tanking for uh, Spencer Rattler. We're gonna have to come up with that. Be crap for Rattler. Uh, uh, I, I mean, we can't. We probably we probably can't come up. We probably should put some thought into it. But uh, yeah, instead of just yeah. bringing it up on air and then sitting here like uh, uh, for like five minutes. Yeah, we got, and, and then we got to make T-shirts. And then we make T-shirts. That's, that's right, and sell them in New Orleans. And then none of you buy them. Yes. Yeah, those two no, T-shirts. Those the two t-shirts, t-shirts flew off the shelf. Yeah, like, like you know, the, like that was really, really worthwhile. All right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right. So we start the season and... Okay, everybody was kind of excited today. I was bored to tears hearing that we're going to play the the Patriots in Foxborough again. Like, I'm, I'm done with that. We did that last year. And not only oh, did you we mean, do that last you mean week year. one. You mean week, yes, week I'm, one. I'm like, we have to play them every year, right? Yeah, yes. but opening the season again. And not only are we opening the yeah, season yeah. again with uh, the Patriots, but our week two opponent from last year uh, repeats itself because we play the Bills again. Oh, wow. That's right. At home. So we're, we're doing, we're redoing last year's start. 
of the season. Well, maybe we'll get a better result because last year it didn't go so well. <laughs> no, it was 0-2. Yeah. Like the Patriots oh. actually just – I mean, it's not like they smacked us up and down the field, but it was just like one of those – it was it was exactly like your Baltimore Ravens game where it was just like physical, brutal, and then you look up and it's like, yeah, they, they pretty much just won. Like that's – there's nothing we can say about that there's no like oh if only so and so had caught it you know no no they just pretty much won yeah dolphins were down uh i think they had the ball twice down 14 to 10 in that game Mm. and nothing happened Mm, (laughs) yeah nothing happened well that tells you all you need to know so what do you make of this like is this is this different because the odds makers seem to to think that yeah it is different because the patriots Let's go back a year. Last year, they were a seven-point favorite opening week against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. even while missing all of those guys to opt-outs. All right? This year, they, they are a one-and-a-half-point favorite to open the season against the Dolphins. They're one-and-a-half. Well, they are at home, but um, I guess. <laughs> are we going to see Mac Jones in that game? <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm thinking that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that if that happens. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> um, they'll probably they'll probably show up with Cam Newton. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, we're, we're going to make fun. Of, oh, they're one and a half point fates. Well, yeah, they beat us in week one at their house last year, too. You know, if, if there's one thing that we learn, it's that the Miami Dolphins team under Brian Flores have pretty much inherited what they had in New England, which is that they start off slower than they finish. And um and, you know, and they, they start getting going as the season goes on. And that's not a recipe for winning on the road in week one. Um, you know, it just it just isn't. So uh, so this this one, people are going to be like, oh, no, we should. That's an easy win. But I don't be so sure about that. Hmm. You know, what's interesting is that as I look at the lines for the year, uh, how many games do you think they're going to be favored in? I, I'll just. Give me a guess because I have right here the games that they're hypothetically favored in right now, the games that they're an underdog in, and they have one pick 'em game this year. Can you give me give me a a number? Favorite underdog pick 'em games. Well, pick 'em games uh, I've already told you it's one. So right. Um because well, you'll be I'm, shocked I'm... when I give you this number. I'm looking at it. I I think that they're going to be favored against. I'm counting one, two, three, four, um, maybe five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, that's that's a solid one. Um, nine. Okay, I'm gonna say and I'm gonna say they'll they'll be favored in nine of the games. They're favored in ten games. They're okay. underdogs in six, and there's one pick'em game. The pick'em What's game. The pick'em. The Saints game. Really? I would have had that as a favorite. So no, I missed two. I missed two that that we they're a that pick we're them favored there. in. Okay. They're a pick'em there. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Right. So to start the season against the Patriots, uh, are you buying all uh, back in? Is this like the worst start that you can have uh, against a Bill Belichick team that has four months to prepare for you? Is that a bad thing or do no? They have because to the, so many the players? Patriots, no, no, the Patriots don't work like that either. The Patriots mm. start out slow and then get going too. Mm. You know, we're both, you know, we're both like that. The Dolphins and the Patriots. 
Um, traditionally, the Patriots are like that. So it, it, that's not it. That's that's really not it. It's it's the fact that if you're both like that, then the home team probably wins. You know, it's, mm. it's that's just kind of the way it is. Um, and so so I, I kind of that's I, I think it's a little bit more equal footing. Um, you know, because of the because the neither team will have gotten going yet, and and maybe when the Patriots start to get going, they just really don't have anything. But then again, you know, they they they're trying. They're they they made some moves this year to try and get back on track. So um, it it could be a good game, like a you know really beat them up, you know, edge them out kind of game. But I I, I can see why Vegas is like edging is like having uh, New England edging us out. Uh, a little at home and i just think it's the you know equal footing home team probably has the edge yeah they're underdogs the first three weeks okay uh yeah i would expect that if they win like let's let's just say it. if they win their first two games like the win total could be ridiculous this season it just can because they're going to be favored 10 more times with a chance to win 12 Sure. And then one of the pickup game pick them games is the Saints. So that means that they have a legitimate shot at winning 13. Like, wow. Remember, there's 17 games this year, by the way. So I will not get used to that. But um <laughs> no, but consider this though. Uh, you know, the recipe is here for exactly what we just talked about, which is that the Miami Dolphins under Brian Flores kind of start out slow, get going. Like the, yeah. think of the first five games that they play, how many are they going to be favored in one at home against yeah. Indy? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So they you should know. go according to, you know, the, the lines and then Denver really works out this way, but they could be one in four to start the year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which would be, which would, you know, we'd all be, we'd all be like burning our jerseys at that point <laughs> well considering our fan base you know how they are all right week two we play the bills and the two games against the bills there, there's unless it's going to be cold on halloween but they play at one o'clock but september 19th and then october 31st like is this as good as you can get it we get them over here in the heat week two early in the season when we should be relatively healthy and Will Fuller will be playing in that game because that's his first game that he's eligible to come back. So, so uh, like, if you could pick out the days, like, these are the days you would pick out, right? Well, yeah, I I think, I think so. You, you want to, I mean, it's going to be cold up in, up in Buffalo, even in week eight, October 31st. I think it's, you know, it's not going to, it's not not going to be balmy. Yeah, it's not going to be balmy weather, but um, but it you know it's probably not going to be a snowstorm either. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that that's that that works out very nicely for the for the Dolphins probably. Yeah, and if they're serious about being a contender, you got to split. I don't care how good the the Bills are, you can't take a sweep. Uh, teams that get swept in the inside their division don't don't usually do anything. But you know this I mean? is a big one. This is a big one for, for Brian Flores to prove something because I don't think he has a single time. I don't think he has one time in, in the two years that he's been here in the four, four uh, games managed to stop Josh Allen from looking like a god against yeah. us. And this oh, is before Josh right. Allen actually started doing that against other teams too. <laughs> and, and it's the spurts, Chris. It's yeah. the spurts. 
if you remember, uh, forget that last game last year. That was just an embarrassment. That that happens. Every team has one of those games where you know nothing goes right. We just happened to pick the game that we needed to win to make the playoffs, where <laughs> nothing went right. But remember the first time when they played the Bills, they had Josh Allen dead to rights. Remember, he almost threw an interception at his own five yard line that would have put us up almost two touchdowns. But then what happened? Last five minutes, all hell broke loose. It was a deep pass to Diggs and then a bomb to John Brown. And before you know it, we're down seven points when we had a seven-point lead like mm-hmm. five minutes earlier. So, yeah, they just got to they gotta control those spurts. I don't know how they do it. Maybe, you know, a change of philosophy or just better players. I'm going to look this up right now. I want to see Josh Allen's career splits. Against, against Miami, they should be ridiculous. I know he Miami only has offense. one loss. He has one loss, and the one where he yes. ran around and then threw that ball short in the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that one probably should have been – I mean, probably should have been caught. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like, it was catchable. Like, that, that guy could have that guy could have gotten it. But Yeah, um, I think, I yeah he – okay. The, wow, this is bad. I he believe is 5-1, and one, as you say. I believe he threw two interceptions against uh, – uh, uh, Xavier Howard in that game, right? If I'm correct, yeah, he did. Uh, they all th- that, that sounds about right. He he does have four interceptions in his six games against the Dolphins. So okay. um, so two of them came in that one game. Um, but he has 17 touchdowns. Jesus, so, touchdown passes, mind you, touchdown passes. How many yards rushing does he have in those games? Um, whoa, 340. Wow. He has 20 touchdowns in the six games he's played against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, 20. they got to figure something out. They got to figure something out because if not, yes. it's just going to be because even Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly had a decade of, you know, of, of thwarting good Dan Marino Dolphin teams. Mm-hmm. But even then, Jim Kelly had some bad games. Like he had a, yeah. he had a four interception game once in Buffalo where the Dolphins beat the crap out of the Bills. 38 to 10 or something like that. So he had bad games. He's got a 114, no 114 passer rating against us. And he's run nice. for, oh, oh, it's 340 yards rushing, but it's on 9.7 yards per carry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerome Baker, you know, be healthy for that game. I might even sit Jerome Baker <laughs> against the Patriots to make sure. He's ready to chase Josh Allen around. Like Zuka. this, like it has to get in their heads already, right? Like every time this guy comes around, he's a he's a he's a he's a menace. Well, I think it has to get. I almost have to suspect that it gets in Brian Flores's head because he's yet. I mean, he's he's had four whacks at him at at this guy, this quarterback, and and this is a this is a, a defensive you know coach that that does well planning against people right i mean and, and defensive staff josh boyer included um and they've had four cracks at this guy and they have yet to take him down like they've yet to even come close to taking him down as far as like his his efficiency his performance his personal performance in the games are, have gone mm-hmm. um it's you know it's sad it's been sad and so i i kind of wonder if it's like i kind of wonder if this is circled you know, for for a Brian Flores, like I I'm gonna finally, so. I'm gonna finally take this son of a bitch down. You know, or uh, or what? Because 
you know, and, and Brian Flores, like he does attack the quarterback. Like we, we talked about the, the Super Bowl where he won against Jared Goff. I mean, he attacked Jared Goff in that game. It was very specific. And, um, and then when we played Jared Goff, he again attacked specifically. It was Jared Goff. It was a Jer- very, you know, oriented towards, towards, um, towards him. And, uh, and so he, he hasn't been able to do that a single time against this, this motherfucker. <laughs> and so, you know, I, he's got, I don't know, law of averages. <laughs> yeah, it has to happen. You know, it has to happen. And not only, you know, like, like, okay, like, let's say they win 13 games. All right. Which means that they have four losses and two of them are against the bills. I'll pronounce them dead. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, we- it means, because that would mean that the bills probably won 14 games and they have no, opportunity whatsoever or no shot whatsoever at beating buffalo so what are you gonna do you're gonna have to avoid them throughout the playoffs you know that's not how it works you're gonna have to beat buffalo once why not at home week two all right moving on uh how good are the raiders gonna be i don't think they're gonna be very good at all uh i think mike mayock has to be on the way out there they have these weird drafts chris i don't know if you have their their last draft in front of you but Every one of their they, – they always do something strange every every single year. Like they're the smartest guy in the room type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- I, that's – is that Mike Mayock or is that John Gruden? Because that's the elephant in the room. Yes. Is John Gruden because that's who he is. He is uh-huh. the I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm going to take this guy right now. You know, like, yes. yeah, and or or just like pass on, uh, you know, so and so because, um, you know, because he fidgeted with his hands too much in his meeting or something like, you know, it, <laughs> I don't like yeah. that's 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 John Gruden, man. So so I don't know. I don't know. Like they 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 drafted Alex Leatherwood at 17. And I know that's the one everybody's talking about. But Alex Leatherwood is, I think, really good. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're going to regret that that much, believe it or not. Although um, you don't think it's weird that you get rid of four offensive linemen? <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but like if it's the offensive like, linemen were shitty. Like I, I was like, I was well, like, the, not yeah. all Rodney Hudson was not that clearly. You know. Yeah. And no, and, and the guy that went to the, um, uh, the big giant guy, I keep forgetting his name. Giant guy that went to oh, that guy. Paper. I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch that guy with a with a ten foot. What ball. is his name? I keep forgetting it. It's um, <laughs> right. <laughs> just you made you know that's not that's your. I'm blaming this one on you because uh, <laughs> because I I remember this guy's name, and you have made me clearly made me forget. Um, Patriots depth chart. I'm typing. You can hear me. You can hear me typing, so this no, is the I'm part of the it. show I'm where you hear me. It's type. Trent Brown. It's Trent Brown. Trent Brown. Trenton. Sometimes Trenton. Sometimes Trent. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I don't like that treadmill stuff. And, and you hear it from our. They listeners should have the never time. signed him for what they signed him for. That was the mistake. Yeah, that they give him a ridiculous contract. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 he's not. He's not that kind of player. You know, the Patriots did. They got. They had, they had grabbed him for like. I don't know. I forget what it was, but it was like a million dollars or something like that. Um, they they grabbed him really cheap, or maybe they traded for him. I want to say they traded for him really tre- cheaply from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and and yeah, I, I think I think when he was with the Patriots, he earned two million dollars. Two million dollars, mm-hmm. right? So and then he and then he was thrown into the starting position because of an injury. And, you know, it was like, 
oh, wow, you know, that, this dude's awesome. And now all of a sudden he's a 15, 20 million dollar a year player, according to the Oakland or Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. And it's just yeah. such a stupid ass decision because all you have to do is look at the guy and watch him play. I mean, listen, yeah, he, he's, he's got a little bit sweeter feet than than some of those mountain slow guys. Um, but the guy can't move. I, he just he just can't move. He's he's humongous, uh, and like I said, like he displaces a lot of water, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. because the because people have to go around him. But that's all he is, man, and he's not worth it. He's just not. I wouldn't touch him. I would not touch him at all. I'm surprised the Patriots are having him back, to be honest. Um, yeah. and he's starting. Know, but but, but but think about this: like they had him at two million dollars when he was there last time. And then he went to the Las Vegas Raiders or Oakland Raiders and and made um, fifteen million dollars and twenty million. So he made thirty five million dollars, I guess, in uh, in in the two years. And now he's back with the Patriots for six and a half million dollars, seven million dollars, seven million dollars. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm not so sure how how good the Raiders are going to be. I do know that they have Kenyon Drake there, so it's going to be fun seeing him again. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a good fit too. Yeah, that backing up uh, Josh Jacobs. I think it's a it's a it's a perfect fit. Oh man, I, Josh Jacobs is so good though. Yeah. I wish we could trade for him. I wish we I wish we could trade for Kenyon Drake. Oh, <laughs> we've been there. I don't. I don't. That's wanna, the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. The problem is that we've been there. But yeah. you know, uh, I'll die on this hill. You know, I know. I, 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 he was good in Arizona. I don't know why at he least, didn't get. At hit. least you're not dying on the hill of uh, <laughs> of what's his name, um, Camouflage. Oh, Kellen Balazs? Um, yeah. But what yeah, the hell I mean, is he anyway? I don't know. Good question. I know he signed somewhere because I remember we were, we were oh, joking about it on a podcast. All right, moving on. We're not going to spend too much time on the Raiders. I don't expect them to be all that great. The offense could even be a favorite, but it's fun. It's Las Vegas, week three. Las Vegas in September, September 26th, you know, it's not as hot as you would think. It starts to cool down considerably. So don't they? I mean, that they're in a dome, right? Yeah, but they they can open up also if they want to. They can open if up they the want dome. To. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. but I don't think they they have. Yeah, you know it gets cold in Las Vegas around late October, and it gets mm. like in, insanely cold like in December. Mm. All right, moving on, and we go home, and we're playing Carson Wentz and the Colts. Now, everybody keeps talking about this is a great roster. This is a good football team. I completely agree. I love their roster. That's a good football team. They had some defections on the offensive line, and then they they signed Eric Fisher a couple of days ago for a one-year deal, $9 million. But I would give you this caveat. They were good last year. They took the Bills to the wire. They probably should have beaten the Bills. But Phillip Rivers was spectacular last year. Is Carson Wentz going to repeat that? Hmm. And if he doesn't, I'll submit to you, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Yeah, what do you think I of that? think I think that's I think there's a there's sort of a um, a savvy and maturity to to Philip Rivers that is going to be missing with Carson Wentz and um, you know I wonder I do wonder how that's going to work out for them to be honest. Yeah, so um, I, I would say the Dolphins are a decided favorite, and if you remember that terrible roster beat Carson Wentz, the 2019 Miami Dolphins beat Carson Wentz at home when the Eagles were trying to make the playoffs. So I remember. they have also, some history. Don't they have 
I mean, they got like what? Who's what's in their secondary now? Because because if you're thinking about the Dolphins now, think what about what they just did. Yeah, you know, they just they just added Will Fuller and they just added Jalen Waddle and they've still got Devontae Parker. And they still you know, so so I'm the first thing I'm going to look at basically for any team that's facing the Miami Dolphins is their secondary. As I'm going to look at what they're working with in the in the corners um, and the safeties. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's what I wonder about because, uh, with, with them, because, you know, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing, uh, a, a, a set of super strong corners there. Um, well, Xavier know, Rhodes had like a decent, he's, but he's not there anymore. Right. Uh, no, he came back. He came back. He had oh, a decent he? year last year. Uh, uh okay. what I was should happen he's is not there anymore. Oh, he's not there anymore. Or I was under that impression. Uh, no, he's there. Can... He's there. Cause I have him on the official depth chart. Unless they, okay. didn't, you know, they, they, they I was didn't I'm looking at, I'm like that. staring right at the roster. He's not there, but um. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at it right here, and yeah, he's back. It's their official. They did. Uh, they are because people forget Rockison did not start last year. Mm-hmm. They're promoting him this year, so he's starting this year. Rockison. So, you know, you're talking about the Nichols, Kenny Moore. They have some nice players. Like Julian well, Blackman is a really nice Rocky player. Rocky Sin wasn't really that great last year, and I didn't, he wasn't. He, to me, he wasn't a success story necessarily. No. A rookie, a rookie success story. No, but he's getting promoted this year, and he's playing. So, yeah. well, <laughs> so that that could both well. go either way, <laughs> right? But what's interesting about this week is that this is Week Four, right? And Tom Brady is going back to New England Week Four, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not going to look ahead. But he's going to be coming off of playing New England, and he's playing us at home. How juicy is that game, October tenth? I don't fear the Bucks, although they're returning everybody. I just look at Tom Brady and I and I get warm and fuzzy because I know we beat that guy. I okay, so I you, have, you I, have, I sense fear. I have no warm. I have no warm and fuzzy about playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. You don't uh, think uh, Bill Belichick is going to soften him up uh, the week before, or you think he's going to run rough shot? Over Bill Belichick the week I, before. I think there's a strong chance he runs rough shot over Bill Belichick. Oh, if okay. anything, if anything, there's like a chance that we've got, you know, maybe that he goes on, on but, the but he's not gonna this. look he's not gonna look past the Dolphins. Like it's too early in the season. Well, he knows that it's Brian people. Flores. Like there's a connection there, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 also like the Dolphins were, you know, a 10 win team. I mean, it's yeah. you don't look past those. Um I, no, I'm not looking forward to that. Okay, so so, so you you're thinking decided underdog? That's a rough that's a rough spot. I just seen a mobile quarterback against our blitzing style defense. Our corners, like our corners, should be able to hold up against those wide receivers. Yeah, and I if mean, they it's, do, it's a fair and we point. get to Brady, you know, it's a fair point. But I mean, it's just it can't I, be that cannot be a game where our offense farts around for 60 minutes. It can't be. Like they don't have to score. Yeah. Like if they score four touchdowns, I feel good about the game. You know, I just don't think I just don't think our thing against stationary quarterbacks is necessarily like a um, a trump card. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a factor. It's it definitely is a factor. If yeah. it were a trump card, I'd be like I'd be more confident in this. But um, but you know, we we do have secondary weapons, but they have some significant weapons. <laughs> yes, they do. And they're essentially bringing back everybody. So Yeah. 
okay? okay. But it's, it's the entire squad coming back. So that should be a lot of fun. I'm surprised that they gave us that 1 o'clock, you know, start against Tampa Bay. Like, I thought that would be a juicy matchup. Brian Flores versus Tom Brady. Tua Tungabailoa versus Tom Brady. The Super Bowl champs in the same state as the upstart Dolphins. I don't know. There's a lot of storylines, you know. But, hey, you know, 1 o'clock it is. All right. The following week, I think that there's a lot of juice in this game. And I don't think people are talking enough about it. Trevor Lawrence versus Tua Tungabailoa is fun. Only problem really? is that Trevor Lawrence no. has to go up against Brian Flores, and that's not going to be fun for him. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't agree. Like this is, it's a curious matchup for the London game. I think the only people that are going to care about it are people in London. <laughs> yeah, I mean the oh. Dolphins fans will care about it, and Jags fans will care about it, of course, and, and you know Dolphins fans will be. Dolphins fans will really care about it because we're all so anxious to prove that Tua Tagovailoa is an actually good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and now he faces Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, we'll have something for this, but I, I think everybody else will fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lawrence, uh rookie of the year. Just quick prediction. I would say yes. He has offense. O'Roy? Is he gonna get O'Roy? No, I don't think so. Really? He has a lot of talent. He has a lot of talent. Like he could put up some really meaningless gaudy stats. No, I don't think it's gonna happen. Huh. Okay. That I like him. For- of course I like him. But I, I think he could throw for 4,000 yards because he has a lot of talent on the outside. Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, like there's talent there. You know, James Robinson, uh, third down back, Travis Etienne. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's back, talent yeah, there. It's a hell of a third down back. There, you know, there's talent. I, I, I don't see it happening. I, I really okay. don't. All right. I mean, well, we'll then, see. Then but, I guess we are yeah. playing the rookie of the year after that, which is Kyle Pitts because we – Come back home to play the Falcons in their last-ditch effort. But it's a new coach. First-year coaches against an established guy like Brian Flores. I don't know. I'd think, I think would say the Dolphins have a pretty good advantage. I don't, I don't really have a feel on this Atlanta team. I know their defense is terrible. Their offense is extremely good. So, you know, we see that a lot. You know, I don't They're think we're going yeah, to spend we're, too we're, much time in that game. Yeah. We're going to be right, fine. So, the following week is Halloween, and it's the Bills, and we already talked about that. November 7th, this could go either way, <laughs> all right? Why? We could, really? We you talking yeah, about the Houston home. game? Yes, we come back home to play the Texans. How what could that Deshaun go either Watson? way? Well, because Deshaun Watson is a one-man wrecking crew against anybody. Deshaun Watson's not playing a damn down of football for the Houston Texans this year. Really? Okay. Not a single down. Okay, then 45 nothing Miami. Yes. <laughs> this one. That is what's happening. We will be playing Davis Mills, and he'll throw three interceptions against us. Beautiful. And I, 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 and I respect Davis Mills. <laughs> and I'll make a prediction, okay? I'll make a prediction. I'm going to go out on my limb, and I'm going to make a prediction. This is the first game where Brian Flores benches to Otunga Baloa. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> because they'll be up, the Dolphins will oh, be up 38 right. to okay. nothing yeah. going into the fourth quarter. For court. the good reason. For the good reason. Maybe, but you know, at this point, I don't. Hmm. Well, let me put it this way: if the start of the year goes the way Vegas thinks it's going to go, which is essentially one and four, uh, and then they start to turn it around against Jacksonville and Atlanta, and you know, then you know they they might be taking a loss against Buffalo. I don't think Brian Flores is going to start pulling to a tongue of Iowa at the end of games just because they're winning. 
I think he's going to want him to to show him he can handle things. I think he's going to want him to, you know, how often did Tom Brady really get pulled in New England at the end of games, you know, kind of early in his career? Well, um, hardly ever. Uh, the only yeah. guy that that happened to was Drew Brees. It happened often to Drew Brees. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. That was Marty Schottenheimer. I think, I think he's different. I think, I think he's going to push. He's going to have him stay in the game. I think that's what I think is going to happen, even if we're up by thirty. All right. The next game is the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. We talked about that, and then we have the two matchups against the New York Jets, November twenty first in New York, and we come back home, and that one's flex December eighteenth or nineteenth to be determined. Uh, I've never seen that before, but evidently it's there. It could be a Saturday game. It could be a Sunday game at home, December 18th, 19th. Uh, There's nothing to talk about here. They got to sweep the Jets if they want to do anything this year. They're going to get a rookie quarterback. Zach Wilson is playing. His crazy mother will be in the stands. (laughs) Yeah. 2-0 against the Jets. I think they're much improved. Like, Do you see them stepping up to bite bite anybody or no? You sound like Mike and Mad Dog right now. Oh, yeah. The like, two Jets games. Those, those are going to be wins. Those are going to be wins. You, you you expect the Jets to step up and bite anybody this year? I don't think they're going to be They are good. a division opponent, my friend. Uh, they and, and division opponents have a way of doing that. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, you always got to be wary, especially uh, after – especially we're playing them at the toward the end of the year. Yeah, and they're going to start gelling a little bit. Their defense might start to gel a little bit under Robert Sully. And mm-hmm. um, and who knows where our offense is at that point. And also, who knows what our injury situation is at that point. Because, let's be fair, Will Fuller doesn't have a habit of staying healthy. Uh, he's and, found uh, a good juice this year. Yeah, well... And and also and be also to be fair, I mean, if you've watched a lot of Jalen Waddle and and his college tape, he's a guy that tends to get nicked up, um, mm-hmm. you know, during the games. You know, miss a couple of plays. He was clearly on a pitch count um, with Alabama. Uh, it was as clear as day. Um, and yeah, so, but we still have Iron Man Devontae Parker. So <laughs> yeah, definitely, and we got the the original Iron Man, uh, you know, right there, Devontae Parker. and Preston Williams, <laughs> and, and and a quarterback who also takes a lot of mixed and cuts. So I mean, you know, this is this is right in the the prime area of the season for for injuries. Yeah, uh, you know, because because you have you have that way of like having an injury and then like you know you focus on getting healthy for the for the end of the year for the playoffs and um yeah so i I don't know we'll we'll see about this week 12 the carolina panthers come to town and sam darnold old friend we own that guy like there's no chance in hell i'll call it right now there's not a chance in hell the carolina panthers are beating the dolphins november 28th the whole team is gonna have to be injured I'd like I'd like to take a devil's advocate here, but um, I think the devil's taking a break. Yeah, Dolphins own Sam Darnold. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. They could be good, but Sam Darnold's just going to see the ghosts on the other sidelines, and that other sideline is going to be wearing the the white, hopefully the the throwback uniforms for that game, and that's it. It'll be over with. All he has to do is just see our logo, and he'll throw three interceptions. It's what Sam Darnold does against us. Yeah. All right, Not following so week, week thirteen is interesting because. 
giant fans travel man and you know unlike any other fan base like those people just fill up our stadium every time i've had i've been to a dolphin game where the giants come to town man they bring fans this team is hard to get a you know it's hard to get a handle can any of those fans play quarterback yeah that's the problem right because they're talented (laughs) their defense is good at the end of last year, they looked like a real football team. They looked like a dangerous, you know, competent football team. But Daniel Jones is their quarterback. I think this is the year they find out, you know what? We have a pretty good roster. We have a pretty good team. We probably could use a good quarterback. And this is probably the last year of Daniel Jones. This is the year they find out that everybody hated the pick for a reason. <laughs> yes. So... Week 14 comes along, and it's the bye week, and it's the latest bye week in the history of the Miami Dolphins franchise. Oh. Good thing nice. or bad thing? I think it's a great thing, right? Like, that's, this is when, like, if you could draw up the week that you want a bye week, you want week 14. Or, or week 17. I would want it week 17, just in case we need that last game to make the playoffs. Yeah, we'll have I mean, two that's weeks when, to prepare, that's when right? you really want the bye, right? But, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like, who knows? Who knows what the buy and like what what that means? Uh, it could be, it could be a nice break if we if we're going through some injuries right then. Um, but who knows when we're going to be going through the injuries? I mean, it's just like, uh, you, I guess you don't want it to happen on week three, but um, week fourteen seems pretty long. <laughs> yeah. All right, the following week is the Jets. We already talked about that. Then December 27th, right after Christmas, they play the Saints. We talked about that. Now, we talked about this off the air, but from November 1st to December 27th, they play one game away, and it's in New York against the Jets. So they are home for one, two, three, four, five, six out of seven weeks. That has to be a good thing. And it has to be a stretch of the season where they just run rough shot over the schedule because it's in their favor. You have to agree. Like this is where they have to fatten up. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, that's your chance, right? Let's get it going and get on a roll. When's, where's that, that buy? I'm looking for that buy. I can't find it. And then I'm showing a buy in week seven. Why are you showing a buy in week 14? Because I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins official schedule on their website. <laughs> it oh, says week okay. 14, latest buy in the history of the franchise. Well, okay, that is kind of an official source, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I hope so, unless they're changing things. But, yeah, this is from their website. Presented by Publix, by the way. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is sponsored on that website. Presented by PubSubs. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. Now we left we left the the best for last January second. In Tannehill, in Tennessee, that's gonna be all kinds of fun, right? It has <sighs> to be, or not? I don't know. I mean, Tannehill's the original vegetable lasagna. I mean, is he even when he's even when he's doing really well? Is he really that exciting? Um, but that team is good, and they've added the some pieces. The team and is good, we, but they we lost. We're good, big, right? They, and this they, is a they late. Some pieces. They lost a big piece to the yes. Patriots, actually. Uh, Johnny Smith. I think that's going to be a, kind of a big deal. Um, hmm. so, so we'll see, but you know, I don't know. Um, they also lost Arthur Smith. I mean, Jesus. 
Yeah, they're good. We think we're good. Like this is the showdown in Tennessee. Like it's a, it's kind of important. You know. I can see I can see Tennessee being a disappointment this year. Okay. Yeah, you know. Well, that would bode well for Miami if that's the, it would. The case. It would. Okay, and then they close the season at home, which is always a great thing. Okay, you always want to close at home. They play the Patriots. Is it going to mean anything for the Patriots? Are the Patriots going to be good this year? Like, there's so many questions in that game. That could go so many ways, right? Good. Like, Cam Newton could be. Are we going to be seeing Mac Jones? That's what I'm saying. Cam Newton could be what I think he's going to be, which is just, you know, a guy who's fading. He looked like he was fading last year. And he could be completely done by by that point. And we're playing Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I think, uh, by the way, uh, they, they have all the, you know, although I hate this, by the way, when they do that uh, strength of schedule, Dolphins mm-hmm. have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's based on last year's win percentages. That will change this year. Well, Some teams are just, bad. Why don't they just calculate it based on next year's win, win percentages? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Because they haven't happened yet. And I understand how that could happen, all right? Because, look, because yeah, you go through this, and, all right, they're playing, the, they're playing the Jaguars and they're playing the Falcons, right? But both of those teams could be a lot better than what they were last year, and I would submit to you that they probably will be. So, right there, it's getting skewed a bit. They play the Jets twice. So, you see how this win percentage thing could start, you know, you know how, how it's probably playing tricks on this uh, – easiest to hardest schedule thing so yeah i wouldn't put i wouldn't bank too much on that some of these teams like you never know maybe the saints are great they have a lot of talent they just don't have a quarterback but maybe one of those quarterbacks steps up and he's and he's great maybe deshaun watson plays but you said not a chance in hell right so no not a chance in hell (laughs) all right uh that should do it for our our preview of the schedule Next week we'll talk a little bit about the about the team and what the draft picks and what the offseason acquisitions will do or how they'll fit in, and then we have a hiatus, the same oh, one we have all wonderful. year, wonderful every year. So, oh, that sounds right. great. That's it. There is no more. By the way, before we go out, you going to you going to London October seventeenth or no? I don't think they're going to let me in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, think, I don't, a long time I don't from England, now. I don't think England's going to let me in. Are they going to open up like ever? Or we're going to send Ron DeSantis over there. Yeah, we'll <laughs> run send, in for prime minister. We'll 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 send him in. Actually, I'll just send him in as a decoy so that I can sneak in. <laughs> Are you going to go okay. watch Tom Brady, your boy, October tenth? Destroy our team? No, I'm not. I'm pretty okay. confident in saying that. No, I'm not. <laughs> so you're not going to go sit in the stadium to watch that. But you I could mean, be watching. I, you could be no, watching the I, Dolphins dismantle Tom Brady again. I could, and and maybe I shouldn't dismiss it, but because because I'll dismiss it right now, and then and then I'll be like, yeah, I think I might go to that game. Um, yeah, so we'll see. But all right, that's it. There is no more. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.